Hey everybody, and welcome to Train Like a Trooper. This is our first edition that we are getting out um, after the introductory podcast that was released in late December. So we're really excited to, to start getting these episodes to you guys that we'll be releasing every Monday. And I'm here today with my co-host, now Lieutenant Mistel Perkins. Hey, Lieutenant. Hello. Um, so just to clean, do some housekeeping really quick. Those of you who I've made contact with in the recruiting and all that, um, I have indeed been promoted and transferred back to Troop A Metro. So if there's delay in me getting back to you, technically I've abandoned Sarah. And, uh, and so that's a little bit of the, of the delay. Um, so we aren't ignoring you. It's just, it might be a little bit slower. I'm having to forward them back to her. So, right. yeah. And that's important to say because what we're talking about today is that we're so excited for our 67th Oklahoma Highway Patrol Academy, which we now know will take place probably in late July. We have not set the exact start date, but that's very exciting for the patrol because we were not sure that we would get the funding for this. Um, and we do desperately need more troopers. Our numbers are down, so we're very excited um, that we can say for certain that we are having this academy. And so with us today, we have Captain Donald Kerr, who is the captain of our training division and therefore over our academy. And um, so, Captain, thank you for taking time to come talk to us. We know you're super busy trying to get everything in order. Um, but I know you guys are excited, too, that this is that we, we now know for certain this is actually going to happen. Absolutely. We got the funding in place. And right now we're just starting the application process. We have approximately 500 applicants at this time. We're close to it. Hopefully we'll get to about 800. But right now they're in the process of doing this Oklahoma Posse test. They have to take through our CLEAT website or the CLEAT website. Or the best way to get to take this written test is join the OHP.com. Correct. We've got links on there. Correct. So make sure that they look at that. And that's probably the most important way to get some information right. on this patrol school. And that posse test, that's really the first step, right? And Correct. that's different this year because we used to administer that. And now they have to go, applicants go out and do this on their own through Career Tech. Correct. They can go to any Career Tech in their area. Just got to contact them and set up a date for it. And once they pass that test, the results will come back to our HR human resources. Then we will set up a physical fitness test for them. We will call them and notify them of the test dates. The physical fitness portion has changed this year also. That's new. Kind of tell us how that's changed. Sure. I, I wasn't exactly in charge of changing it, but I was, uh, you know, pretty excited about this new process is we're going to do the mile and a half, which is, of course, timed. And we're also going to do the 500 meter row. We're going to row as fast as you can and hopefully do it in a great time. And there's definitely standards for male and females. And uh, I think it'd be beneficial for us. Yeah. I think it'd be great. So mile and a half run, 500 meter row. And then, like you said, it's it's scored based on gender and age, correct? correct? There is age, correct. There is age involved. If, like I said, if you look at that join uh, the OHP.com, there are the qualifications in there. It sets up some of the numbers for us. And it's definitely a pass fail also. If you get zero points, you have to come back the following year to try it again. Let's talk a little bit about like the academy and um, and and how it is. Um, our academy is going to be different from maybe some other police academies and and pretty stringent. We're one of the the last remaining stress academies. Is that correct? I think we're probably the only one in Oklahoma that still does a stress academy. And I think it's pretty important, as Mistel knows, it makes high stress, so you can basically deal with a lot of different events that are going to happen on the patrol. That's one of the things that I think that is good for us and it's working for us. And we deal with a lot of stressful situations 
So I think that's one of the major reasons why we still do it. And a live-in academy, which differs from a lot oh, yeah. of other academies in our state. Usually don't go home for about the first two weeks. Then after that, you kind of gradually work in and being off weekends. And that's a luxury now. <laughs> we had to be there for five weeks before we got to go. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We had, we're the last rural patrol school. Right? <laughs> I, was about, I was about to ask if that was <laughs> well, the so last was our room. commandant, so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was, we were there for two weeks, and we got the first Sunday off for like eight hours, and that was it. Oh, oh well, we did yeah. have we did have laundry time, <laughs> yeah. but like I think it was a few hours. We did have that, but to go home for the weekend. I feel like you've said before, Mistel, that it's like the best and the worst thing that you've oh, ever yeah. done. Absolutely, the best worst thing ever. I, I was really, um, I was glad to go in not knowing anything. Like I literally went in completely blind. And some people say that's good. Some people say that's bad and you should have an idea. I was really glad I went in not knowing anything. Um, the first night we met our TAC officers, I didn't know it was coming. I had no idea what to expect. So I was like, whatever, and woke up and ran out there and just did it. You know, I, I didn't know it was coming for me. So ignorance was bliss in that way, you know. Yeah. So either way, I mean, you just have to make up your mind to stay. Anyone who says they didn't think about quitting is lying. You sit in a classroom after all your stuff's been thrown around and your body hurts <laughs> and you haven't slept and you're saying, is it worth it? And in that moment, you just have to make the decision that it is. And the ones that stay are the ones that know it's worth it and want to be there. And the ones that go are the ones that, you know, it's not worth it to them. So yeah, as you know, it's definitely been rewarding, though, ever since. Oh, I, yeah. Probably the best job you can have. Yeah. Influential yeah, yeah. on people's lives. And definitely. Definitely. So. And you talk about that, like, like that that's... It, it's a calling. Uh, what I it hear is. all you guys saying, it's not just, oh, I'm applying for a job and right. going to my training. It's yeah. definitely a calling. It It is. And uh, I, I love it. It's the best decision I ever made. It's where I'm supposed to be. And um, while you're going through it, though, it's like the worst thing, you know, because you're like, oh, my gosh. But it's the best thing I've ever done in terms of career. I think mine was 16 weeks long. I'm not sure about yours. 20. <laughs> How long is this one going to be? Um, we're trying to shorten it up a little bit. We're trying to make it between 18 weeks. We're trying, but we're going to hopefully make the right decision on some of the training we're trying to cut out and make up. So we'll see. Let's talk a little bit about the training, you know, yeah. that, that candidates, that cadets do get in the academy. It's, it's a wide range. There's a lot of things you guys have to cover in 18 weeks. Absolutely. I think the, probably the best training they'll get is driving training is great. LEDT. Um, and plus the firearms, we have three weeks of firearms and also the defensive tactics is very important nowadays. And that's a full week, but they also do it about mm, close to 16 hour days. So it's day and night that they do this. So it's, I think it's, it worked out pretty well. It definitely prepares you for the real world. Most of that. Some, there's a lot of classroom stuff oh, too. Yeah. Like I know everybody says, oh, I want to get in and do the driving and the firearms. And there's there's a good portion where you got to sit in the classroom and learn stuff too. Well, it's the mandated cleat hours are required to have also. I forget the exact hours. I don't have the hours here with me, but you have to do at least, I think it's a full month of cleat. So we have to be, that's all mandated stuff that you're required to do through the state of Oklahoma. So those are the longest days. Correct. Well, and it was kind of funny. So when we did our public information section in this last academy, 
you know, had, had it all planned out and I'm just rocking and rolling along. And I think we'd only been going for 45 minutes. And one of the cadets approaches me and he's like, it's, it's time for our 15 minute break. And I was like, <laughs> oh, OK. Like they keep track of it because I think, you know, and then you see some of them standing at the back, which I guess they're allowed to do so they right. don't fall awesome. asleep. But um, they they have it down. They're yeah, like, we you need those breaks. Time. You got to get up to the third deck on time because they're waiting on you. Yeah, it was, it was, they knew it. They kept me on time. I said, okay, I don't, I don't need to well, keep track of my own break. time. It's not usually a no. break. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's rooms inspections. Your rooms have got to be perfect. If there's yes. any problems with your rooms, they will find it and you will be motivated to fix it. And they live in the luxurious rooms on the third deck of the training center. Correct. And there's usually 12 people sharing one bathroom. So it's good, good times. <laughs> um, but we're trying to, Lower that rate. We're trying to do eight this year, if it's possible, with a smaller school. I say smaller. 65 still isn't a small school, but we're trying to do that, too. Make some arrangements for it. So it's eight people sharing a bathroom instead of 12. See, I never had to live with the 12 people. Because <laughs> right. uh, uh, we typically have less female yeah, cadets. Yeah. So but they... even then, like, it was still, like, get you get to know each other very well. And that in that time, you don't have much time to get stuff done. So, yeah, it, uh, it's an experience, but... Um, I mean, I've made some of the best friends of my life in, in the academy when you go through that together, you know, have a bond for for life. Sarah Rankin. <laughs> so I'm on my 23rd year and I can still remember like it was yesterday going through patrol school. Really? Pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Remember all the guys. Because you were the last pa real correct, patrol school. Correct. 49th Academy. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit for people who don't know what we're saying. And you guys say I mine was the last real patrol school. Explain that a little bit. Well, you know, when you graduate patrol school, like you want your patrol school to be hard, right? So like it's it's a pride thing. You know, like you earned your brown shirt, you want it to be hard. And so no matter what anyone says about their academy, there is no way their academy was harder than yours, right? <laughs> so now like my brother, he's out of this last school and I bust on him all the time, you know, and uh, and uh, give him crap. But there's no way that a school could have been harder than yours. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing, we, we give each other we give each other crap about it. Yeah. Um, kind of a historical thing, though. I mean, oh, the patrol's been saying, yeah. troopers have been saying that for how long? Since 1937. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Since the first patrol yes. school in 1937. Yeah. Yeah. That one really was a real yeah. patrol school, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to, the goal is to start with 65 Correct. cadets. Mm -hmm. And then typically, I know we have, what's our attrition rate typically? That 65 will not most likely graduate. It's usually close to 30 to 38%. So we'll be very lucky to get in the 40s. Let's hope we can get the best guys in there at the next application process, and we'll see what happens. And so we've been accepting applications for a while. They'll probably, we think they'll probably close in what, about mid-February, probably? I think the last date is February 15th is the closing date, and after that, it's the following year if we have a school next year. So I right. definitely recommend trying getting in as soon as you can. And the reasoning is, is because it's a long process, then there's a lengthy background check. There's lots of things that have to happen between once you close off those applications and the school starts? I think the average time from start to finish is close to six months by the time they give you your, you know, your in letter, your letter that you actually made it into the next patrol school. Mm -hmm. So it definitely takes a lengthy process. Right. And we do it for the right reasons. Exactly. So I get this question, I mean, from time to time too, and reporters will ask this and say, oh, well, what kind of person are you looking for? You know, for the patrol. I know that's a tough question. It's really not, though. It's not a tough question. Okay. All it's right. not. We have core values for a reason, right? So I can go through all our core values, but that's that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for people that, that have our core values 
and that want to do this job and that are called to do it, that want to stay, that are driven to make a difference, to come out here and help the public and, and to take care of each other. I mean, we need good partners out here for, you know, we need good backup and people who care, people who care about each other. That's what we need. So it's really not a hard question to answer at all, at all. Those people might be harder to find, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of good people. It's just they might be, they might not want to apply. I don't know. But I challenge you if that's your, if that's your call, calling in life, that you do it. Because uh, if you don't, who's going to? So it's really not a hard question at all. And so that could be all, all different kinds of people, all different kinds of yeah. backgrounds. Oh, yeah. They, they'll touch on that. We want people with good character and people that want to make a difference in people's lives because it's not just about arresting people and stopping cars. It's about, you know, being active in your community and all your civic groups. And I think troopers do a pretty good job about going to schools and kids and how the importance of safety, you know, seatbelts to impaired driving. I mean, that's, that's where it starts from. I mean, definitely we want people that are driven to make, you know, Oklahoma a better place and a safer place for everybody. One of the things I was advice I was given, I guess I could say, advice I was given when I was new was uh, it takes all kinds of kinds to do this job. You figure out what kind you are and you do your best to add to the mission. So it takes all kinds of us to accomplish the goal of, of the highway of the highway patrol. So like Captain was saying, you know, it takes different types of people to do different types of things. If you like to work crashes, if you're really you think that stuff's cool then sign up, like, come do the investigations. If you think that's cool, let's like, yeah, that can be your jam. You go do it, right? If you like to go talk to communities because you really want to, or, or PIO, come on over. We, you know, if you want to talk to the media all the time, I, come on over. We got a place for you, <laughs> right? So okay. it's just, um, it takes all kinds of kinds. And I don't think that that gets out enough, but it does. You get to pick what kind of trooper you want to be. And talking about that, like some people might sit and think, oh, all troopers do is write tickets on the side of the highway. We have so many different career paths that troopers can take. Let's talk about that a little bit, about some of the different specialty areas and all the different things that troopers do. Sure, I'll go first. I'm, you'll probably have to remind me of some I'm probably missing out on. Of course, we have our, our bomb technicians. Uh, we have, they do an excellent job, and they're scattered throughout the state. Anytime we have any you know, bomb calls or anything that looks suspicious. They get called out all the time for that. We have our Troop O, which is our aircraft assignment, which that's a great assignment for some. I'm not into that personally. And, of course, we have the training division where I'm in charge of now, which is awesome. Um, we also have our traffic homicide unit. We have all we have lake patrol. I mean, we have so many different branches of the highway patrol, and there's a lot of opportunities once you get in. And the career path I'm in and looking forward, of course, is leadership. So that's that could be a career path for some also. So there's a lot of different areas that people that apply can eventually go into within five years. So there's a lot of different positions out there. I'm sure I'm missing some. Missed still like special um, operations, yes, to uh, size and weights. Yeah. There's task force, like FBI task force, DEA task force. You know, you can get on those uh, special duty type assignments that are really awesome. The sky is really the limit. And, you know, you can make excuses your whole life on why you don't do something. But at the end of the day, it's 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 on you. Like, what do you want your life to look like, and what do you want your career to look like? So, if you are interested in that, then go go get the training. You know, go go get the training. And what I tell people when they when they ask about how long they'll have to be on patrol if they applied or whatever, one embrace patrol. It's fun. Embrace it. And then while you're doing that, seek out the training to do whatever else you want to and branch out. 
you know, um, but seek it out yourself because no one's going to do it for you. You have to go find it yourself. We'll have to shout out to the highway safety office too, correct? I spent of course. two well, years there, so that was a yes. great special sign. And a main it. sponsor in helping out with our there podcast, for yes. sure. Yes. We have a lot of great guys that work there for, you know, occupant protection and impaired driving. They do an awesome job throughout the whole state, and they cover 77 counties. So these guys go out there and basically educate the public. You know, and educate all the local police officers in that area the importance of impaired driving and what to do and all the offenses and what to look for. So it's great. And now it's time for the Highway Safety Update, brought to you by the Oklahoma Highway Safety Office. Did you know, in 2019, there were an average of 201 crashes, resulting in 91 people being injured each day in Oklahoma. More crashes happened on Fridays than any other day of the week, and October saw more crashes than any other month in 2019. The most dangerous time to be on Oklahoma roadways? Between 5 and 6 p.m. In total, 640 people were killed, and more than 12,000 people were injured on Oklahoma roadways. None of these crashes were accidents. All of them could have been prevented. We ask that you do your part. Slow down. Buckle up. Put your phone down. Always drive sober and drive safe. Live up to the Oklahoma standard. And now, back to the podcast. Ms. Lee, you and I have talked about this before. We'll get this question from time to time, or people don't necessarily understand. What's the difference between, like, a police officer or a sheriff's deputy and a highway patrol trooper? Um, you know, so how, how is this job different from, like, somebody who's a, you know, a police officer, like, in Oklahoma City or, in a, or a city somewhere? See, for the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, we are statewide jurisdiction, so we can work in any city or any county we want or whatever troop that you're in. You're basically, like in Troop H, you have five counties that they are patrolling in, so they want to stay in those five counties alone. But we have access to any counties we want to work in for special, you know, special services or whatever you want to do. But a local police officer can only work in his city limits. It goes for the deputies, too. For the countywide, they can only work in their counties. So we have a wide range of areas. Yes, and that's also a perk for. So you want to say you want to get law enforcement, but you don't. You might want to move. You know, across like say family stuff comes up, and you want to move back home, or you'd like to move to Oklahoma City from a rural area. You don't have to start over with us. You can just put in a transfer request and and uh, move to Oklahoma City if you want to. You know, once your transfer request work request goes through, so that's another perk as well. Like you have that flexibility to move within the state without having to start over. And we're talking about like the kind of people that we want and we talk, you know, go over, you know, the integrity and character and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that is really important that we know for them to get into the academy and then to last through the academy is physical fitness. So let's talk about that a little bit. We, we really try to emphasize that to cadets that, hey, you know, we know we have our physical fitness test and that's just one small part of the entry process. But I know we found that if, if they're not physically fit, it's tough to make it through that academy. I guarantee if you're not working out now and apply for the school, it's too late. Yes. I mean, if you should be in some kind of workout position right now, either at a CrossFit gym or your local gym, but you have to get some cardio in, involved also. And it's probably the most physical demanding school I've had, and that was 23 years ago, because it's every day. You're exercising, you're running, you're preparing your body for mind, body, and soul when you're out there working the road. So, I mean, yeah, why careful. is physical fitness so important for this job? Good stress relief. That's where I find it. And you never know who you're going to encounter on the highway patrol either. And you might have to lift something heavy one day off a person or do something that creates, you know, a lot of physical stress on you. And it's just so you're prepared for it. 
And like I say, you guys, sometimes there's troopers patrolling almost like an entire county by themselves. So when you only have yourself to rely on and you find yourself on the side of the road in a situation, you got to be, I mean, we talked about, you got to be in top physical and mental. And I also recommend doing some kind of jujitsu if possible, learn a little bit of ground fighting to know what to expect if you ever get knocked down or get into a fight. You know, it's important to prepare yourself for all aspects of law enforcement. So speaking of physical fitness, um, this is a good time to talk about a new recruiting effort that we are pushing called a new program called Train Like a Trooper. Yeah. So uh, when I was over in the PIO office, we were brainstorming about how we could revamp some recruiting and and be efficient um, I'm about being being efficient. So my issue was we would have people come apply and then they get to the PT test and we saw a whole bunch of people drop out like they'd fail it and so I was like well how can we be more efficient and give the give people an idea of what it takes to pass a PT test because that's just a fraction of what you need to have to get through an academy so how do we do both and enter train like a trooper so now we're going to go out and talk to people like what it's like to talk about what it's like to be a trooper and what it takes but then we also get an idea of where you're at physically and you get an idea of where you're at physically. So you have a, a realistic expectation of what, you know, you have, we have a, you get to see what, what is going to be um, demanded of you or expected of you. Right. Uh, because, you know, we, a lot of times we'll see, you know, just, just outside looking in people, people will be interested in the job, but they'll, they'll say, you know, I haven't worked out in two years or, you know, or they'll see the PT test and like, oh, it doesn't seem like it'd be that bad. And you don't prepare for it and you show up and you can't pass it. Um, on paper, it might not seem that hard, but then when it comes time to actually do it. So I like to lift a lot and I have to force myself to do cardio. If I didn't force myself to do cardio, I wouldn't pass a PT test because naturally I would prefer to lift. Right. Um, so it's just a good it's a good gauge on what what you're going to need to be able to do. That way you don't waste your time, you don't waste our time. Like right. we need to get more efficient. So this is a way you get to talk to some troopers, we get to meet possible applicants or future applicants and give them some guidance and they can see where they measure up. Yeah, we talked about taking this uh, basically just it's basically just taking our physical fit our PT test out to different people. And we talked about students uh, a lot like we talked about going to junior colleges that have cops programs, but also maybe targeting like juniors and seniors in high school, getting to them when they're yeah. kind of young before, and when they're, while they're still thinking about, you know, what kind of career path they want to take. Yeah, so the plan uh, was to have like a have a two-prong approach to it, right? A long-term and short-term term goal. Short term, we'll take it to people who are ready that could apply tomorrow um, or could apply within a year. Take it to them, like the JUCOs, COPS programs, that, that would be ready to go. And then start a long-term plan. Let's get in the high schools. Let's talk to juniors and seniors. They're going to be making their, you know, some life decisions. Are they going to go to college? Are they going to go to Votex? What do they want to do? Uh, let's get them, let's, let's go talk to them early, right? So then, then they know, hey, I need to have 62 credit hours. So I'm going to go get my 62 credit hours. I know I have to be in shape, so I'm going to start working out now. Or and, and they get to develop relationships with troopers and, you know, connect with us. And we can guide them and say, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea if you, you know, did some cross training. Or if you're, if this is your goal, you know, just give them some guidance. I, I thought that would be the best approach into keeping the recruits coming, meaning you know, we don't ever, we don't know when we're going to have an academy, right? It could be two years. So if that's two years, then we already have the groundwork with juniors and seniors that will be ready. 
in, in two, three years, right? Okay. So um, long-term, I, I thought that was the best way to go. Uh, and then short-term, of course, you know, going to colleges, JUCOs, wherever they'll let us. And uh, with technology now, we can be in every single high school um, video-wise, you know, right. sending out videos and stuff. So the goal is to be in every single high school. If we can't be there physically, uh, we can be there in the video. So let's do it, right? Let's start using technology. we we got to change the way we do things. And if people haven't seen our Train Like a Trooper video, you need to go to our Highway Patrol Facebook page and check it out. We've got it pinned to the top. Um, and so, you know, and we also, so we talked about going into schools, and but then also we talked about doing just like some public events, just, yeah. just for the regular public out there. Even if they're not interested in becoming a trooper, hey, come take the PT test, see how you measure yeah. up. Or even if they didn't think they wanted to be a trooper. Right. And they show up like, well, maybe I do want to be a trooper because it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'll just, I'll be honest with my, I, I didn't know I wanted to be in law enforcement until my senior year of college. Right. And uh, the patrol came and recruited at Southern Nazarene. And had they not, had they not showed up to a recruiting event there, then who knows where I would be. Hopefully I would have found it anyway. Right. Hopefully I would have, I would have ended up here anyway because it's where I'm supposed to be. But. I'm I'm the perfect example. When I started college, I didn't think that I would go into law enforcement. And now I can't imagine being anywhere else. I mean, I don't think any other employer would like to employ me. You know, <laughs> with my, my, you know, I'm just I'm kidding. That's a joke. But I, I uh, my personality and, and uh, my character and everything, it fits with law enforcement. So thankfully, I found it. But so you never know. You could right. you could start college and think you want to be a doctor and then realize that you have to go to school forever to be a doctor. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the basic requirements. You mentioned we had to an applicant has to have 62 college hours and military service can make up for some of that. Correct. I believe the max you can get for four years in the military is like 30 credited hours to help you out. But you need 62 hours still to make it through the application process. So how, how old does somebody have to be? We do have age requirements. Correct. You get to start at 21, and 45 is our limit. Okay. All right. What are some of the other requirements? Like, I know, um, obviously, they'll do a background check. Correct. And you also have to pass a polygraph, which knocks out about 40%, believe it or not. Um, of course, like you said, the background check's really important, and the PT test. And after that, you know, there's, during the background process, you also do in-home interviews, and they'll check all your previous employers. So we make sure we, we vet people very well, even on your social media. So if a lot of people have things that are inappropriate on their social media, we're going to be looking. Good point. And talking about going back to the Train Like a Trooper program, and really that that program focuses on physical fitness, but we've talked before, too, about how that spills into everything. Train Like a Trooper can mean, I mean, it can mean a variety of things. It means your mind. It means it does not just mean physical, even though we're focusing on the physical fitness test. Not at all. That's, that's every part of your life. It's a lifestyle is what it is. You know, like they say, like with with the jiu-jitsu, base is a lifestyle, right? You get up in base, it should be it should be your lifestyle. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's it's when you stand up from the ground, you should always stand up in base. It's it's your lifestyle. It's the same. It's the same with being a trooper. You know, yeah. I mean, I definitely have my personal life, and I am a normal everyday person too. But I still put in the effort every day to. Uh, be the best trooper uh, supervisor I can be and 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 it, it it bleeds over into your personal life you want to be successful in your personal life as well so um, anyway yeah I could go on about that forever 
you've heard it plenty, Sarah. So <laughs> well, it's pretty sad that you know life expectancy in law enforcement is like fifty eight years old. Oh wow! So that's extremely important to make sure make sure you stay in top physical shape at all times. Work out when you can. I mean, your diet's huge too. It's real easy to eat a lot of fast foods while you're working. It's extremely important not to do that. Mistel was saying it's definitely a lifestyle. I mean, you got to take pride in what you do, and people are counting on you to possibly save them one day. So it's the way I, was, I always took it. I'm there to help people out every day. So I always worked out to make sure I was prepared for all situations. The worst feeling would be you get there and there's like you are not, you did not put in the work, and there's nothing you can do because you didn't put in the work. Yeah. And uh, I never want to live that way. All right, so today's question, I could say, comes from Facebook, it comes from Twitter, it comes from the phone calls, it comes from everywhere. We get this question a lot, and I know, Mistel, you've gotten this question a lot. What was it like being on Live PD? It was an experience. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity and that my work program was solid enough that I was asked to do it as a compliment to my career, so I am very grateful for that. Personality-wise, it wasn't for me. I go to work every day, and I pray that God puts me where I need to be to make a difference. So wherever that is, or if it's changing a tire, like, cool, I'll change a tire. Do I like to get my uniform messed up? No, but I will, right? So uh, that's that's the way I, I operate and I work. The attention was a little too much for me, for my personality. Like, it was very, very nice and very kind. Um, people were, were very, very nice and would reach out and send me stuff and send me letters and and messages on every form of social media. There are some people who, who can find you. I even changed my name on there, and, and they still found me. So good job. You guys out there, you can find people. You did a good job. Um, <laughs> but so I was grateful for all the positivity that came from it, and I didn't take that lightly. I do appreciate everybody who, who reached out. And uh, told me I impacted their life or how my work program did or just seeing what we do. Um, I'm grateful for that, and I thank God for that every day. That's why I signed up to do this job. I'm grateful, but it wasn't for me. Thank you, Captain Kerr, for joining us and talking about the upcoming Academy. We want everybody to know, uh, jointheohp.com is a great place to go for a wealth of information. There is also a link to the application process there. Again, the 67th Highway Patrol Academy will take place uh, late July. Applications are open until mid-February, so get your application in today. 